Right to be read podcast episode number twenty six from day job to dream job interview with Carrie Oberbrenner. You are listening to the Right to Be Read podcast, and this is your host Ani Alexander. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Right to Be Read podcast, the podcast that inspires and encourages writers. Today, I'm interviewing a very special person because uh, just a few days ago he launched his book Day Job to Dream Job. And although I don't read nonfiction books often, I already read the book because I couldn't skip that title, and the book is amazing. So, whoever doesn't know who Carrie is. Kerry Oberbrenner left his day job to pursue his dream job, and through his writing, speaking, and coaching, he helps individuals and organizations clarify who they are, why they are here, and where they should invest their time and energy. So I'm really happy to welcome Carrie over to the show, and thank you very much for coming. Hey, it's great to be here, Annie. Thank you. Well, Carrie, as I already said, I, I read your book. I'm um, <clears throat> I'm one of those who's uh, on her journey of doing what you wrote in the book. And I think most of the writers would love to to pursue their passion and leave their day jobs, which kind of kill their creativity partly. Sure. Uh, so, I wanted just to find out. I, as I said, many would like to uh, leave their day jobs because most of them don't really love it that much, and they would love to pursue their passion and write books instead. But as you know, there are many barriers to that. And uh, since you already managed to overcome those, uh, can you tell your personal journey? How did you manage to make this big step and change everything for yourself? Yeah. Well, I think the the great thing, Annie, is that people feel this desire, which is the first step. Because I say it like this: I say, dead people feel nothing. <laughs> so so the fact that they have this desire first of all is a is a very good sign it means that they haven't died yet they they aren't fully institutionalized so celebrate that first of all the the second thing though is that everyone who wants to go from day job to dream job they really need a plan and I get it that some people say, well, I'm just going to go in and quit my job tomorrow and tell my boss I'm done. But the reality is, is that unless they have their mom and dad's basement or some relative or something like that to live in, they really haven't solved the problem. See, I believe that we get our dream job when we become the person worthy of our dream job. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So I know you guys have the Olympics, we have the Olympics, and nobody gets an Olympic gold medal just because they show up. Mm -hmm. They get an Olympic gold medal only when they become worthy of the gold medal. And I'll give you an example. Right now on eBay, do you guys have eBay? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right now on eBay, you can go buy a gold medal, a real gold medal for $19,000, and The truth is that that gold medal is going to mean nothing because you didn't have to do anything to get it besides pay a fee. And many times people say, well, you know, if I just had money, then I could do my dream job. And the reality is, is that we need you. We need 
dream jobbers to become people that are worthy of their dream job, that have become confident, they become clear, they become um, influential, they know their message, they become good at what they do. That's when you get your dream job. So many people want to shortcut the process, just like buying an exercise uh, membership. They might say, well, you know, if I want to get buff, I'll just buy a membership. You don't get to be buff by buying a piece of paper. You only do it by doing the work. And so, Annie, probably four years ago, I was in my day job and I knew that there were parts of it that were good. You know, I'm a father of three. I have a, a great wife and I had health insurance, benefits, salary. I had all that safety and security. But I knew that I was letting part of myself die every mm-hmm. Every year, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it sounds so familiar. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, your heart's partially in it, but at the end of the day, you still would do things differently, but yet you take a little bit more of that chronic pain. And it's interesting because four years ago, I got called into my director's office and he said something interesting. He said, I want you to get promoted. And I said, promoted. What do you mean? He said, well, you know, our senior leader's getting older. He's not ready to retire. Um, he's probably got 10 years left in him, but we want to appoint you as the next leader and we're going to make an announcement, but you really won't assume full authority for 10 years. <laughs> That's a huge amount of time. It is. It is. And, you know, I had already been there 11 years. Or I, by that time, it was probably eight, you know, because I stayed another few years. So it was mm-hmm. about eight, eight or nine years. I had already been there. And, Andy, when they put it like that, I, I really said, you know, I need to think about this. I need to pray about this. So I kind of took some time thought about it, prayed about it, and came to the point where I said, no way, this is not me. So now I'm going to tell them no and fully expecting that they might say, well, you're done. You know, you need to get out of here then. Mm -hmm. And I was ready for it, but I was scared. And I think that a lot of people can relate because they want to go in their dream job, but at that point, they really don't know what they would do full time. So did you, by that time, I'm sorry, did you already uh, know what your dream job could be or you were Mm -hmm. still uh, trying to understand? Yeah, I was still trying to understand. And here's what I say, Annie. I'll say six words and then I'll explain why they're very important. It's actually a process. Clarity produces competence. And I'll I'll say all the words and then I'll explain. Mm -hmm. Clarity, competence confidence, influence, impact, income. Now, I call that the deeper path payoff. I'll explain what it means. Many people uh, that your listeners, um, which, by the way, they're great. I look at your, you got 39 reviews, so congrats to you. You just started. And if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't reviewed it yet, I'm going to review it right afterwards because Annie's great, but you need to do that. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. We got to show our support to people that are doing good things. So, Annie, 
what I mean by this is that many people, many of your listeners say they have an income problem. Mm-hmm. You know, just had more income. No, no, no. They have a clarity problem. Here's what I mean. Clarity is always where it starts. People will not buy from you. They will not buy your products and services unless you're clear. Let me give you an example. If everybody is, quote, a drive-through restaurant, you know, let's, let's assume mm-hmm. you guys, you guys have, you probably have perfect food in Armenia. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> do you have drive-through restaurants or no? No, because we like to sit and eat properly. <laughs> See, that's great. I love, I love it. That's why whenever I do international podcasts, I'm always connecting and making, making sure there's cultural connections. Well, in America, we do food wrong. Okay. So we have these things called drive-through restaurants where you pull up to the drive-through restaurant and you basically talk to the speaker mm-hmm. and you say what you want and then you pay the fee and then you get your food at the drive-through window. Well, I use this example, Annie, within um, entrepreneurship and business. And here's what I mean. Everyone is, is quote, a drive-through uh, restaurant. What do I mean by that? I mean that they're offering a product or a service. Mm-hmm. So, so people come up to them and they say, hey, I've heard great things about you, Annie. You know, my friends told me I should work with you. Um, they've said you're great. What do you serve? And if you say, I'm not sure. And then if they say, well, how much do you charge? And you say, I don't know. Do you think anyone's going to eat at that drive through restaurant if the restaurant doesn't know what they serve or how much they charge. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, exactly. You're going to keep driving through. The problem is, Annie, that most entrepreneurs, most dream jobbers that, that want to go pro, they're like that. People pull up to them and they say, I've heard good things about you. I've heard your podcast. I've heard your blogs. I've, I've, I've met people who've worked with you. What, what, what can I hire you for? And they, they hem and they haw and they're like, ah, I'll help you get better. Well, what does that mean? You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Um, I'll help you achieve your dream. Well, great. Show me how. I'm not really sure. We'll just coach. See, the problem is that people sniff that out right away and they say, if that person doesn't know where they're going, why am I going to pay to follow them? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I'm kind of recalling several, you know, people like that. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. And I'm, I, I, I play, I joke with myself. I'm bald, Annie, and I have a girl's name in America. So nobody's paying me because I look good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that means that I better know what I have to offer. So once I got clear, Annie, on what I have to offer, Clarity produces competence, and people say, "Oh, this person's clear, and they know what they're good at." Guess what? Now you can be confident about yourself. Mm-hmm. See, and people then see somebody who knows where they're going. They know what they're good at. They know they're good, and then they say, "I'm going to be influenced by this person," and then they start listening to this person. And then they get impacted by the person, and then they pr- then they pay income. That's how it always works. Clarity, competence, confidence, 
influence impact income. And that's the exact story that helped me understand what I was good at. And, and I have a funny story if you want me to tell that. Absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead. Because I, I know you're, you're, you're into writing, and, and correct? Yes, me and my listeners as well. <laughs> exactly. Well, th- they'll love this thing, okay? So I went to this big-time conference, and I was very out of my league. Everyone in there was wearing suits and looked professional, and they looked like they had everything perfect. And then there's me who is basically saying, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm totally out of my league. And I think people can relate. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so I walk into this conference and I sit at this table. And the funniest thing in the world, um, they all begin talking about books. And they say, um, I want to write a book. And... Mm-hmm. And they start saying, how do you write a book? Well, I don't know. Um, I think you need an agent. Well, do you just start writing the book? Do you get a proposal? And I'll tell you what, Annie, I'm like sitting there and I'm like, I know this. Because (laughs) at that point in my life, even though I was in my day job, I had written four published books, but they just hadn't, I hadn't learned yet how to really market them. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, they were books, but they hadn't gone anywhere really. And now my last um, three books have done very well because I kind of understand that system now. But back then, I wasn't very clear on how to market them. I just knew how to write them. So I'm sitting there at that table and I say, well, you know, if you get an agent, they're going to take 15% of your contract. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're like, really? <laughs> and, and I said, and you never want to start just writing your book. You want to start with a proposal. And they're like, really? <laughs> and, and I keep, I keep, sh- I, here's what I say. I say, show, show up, build up. Okay. So in other words, I wasn't focused on, oh, my insecurities. I don't know what to say. They're going to think I'm a, an imposter. No, no, no. I showed up, build up, and I showed up serving. And eventually, after about 20 minutes, these people said, where, where are you getting this stuff from? And I said, well, you know, I've written a few books. And they said, really? Do you have? <laughs> and I said, well, I do have one. You know, I have one right here in my, in my um, backpack. So I pulled it out. And it was like I was showing them like gold or something, you know, because they're like, whoa. And I said, yeah, you know, if you guys have any questions, I'll totally help you out. And it's interesting because people started gathering around. And, and then during the lunch break, other people told other people at the conference, you need to talk to this guy, Carrie, because he can help you write your book. So again, Andy, I'm making all this stuff up like that day. But that night I go back to my hotel room and I do what's called a one sheet. I always train my clients now to create a one sheet. A one sheet is, is a who, what, when, where, why, and how for your product or your service. Mm-hmm. And you know from reading Day Job to Dream Job book, I always talk about market before you manufacture. Yeah. Remember that? Yes, exactly. And that's what many, many people do wrong because they do the other way around. Exactly. So then the point is that, Annie, I'm sitting there up in my hotel room and I say, you know what? I know I've never coached anyone how to write a book yet. But if I did, what would I call it? Who would it be for? Where would I do it online? You know, 
why would I do it? And how would I do it? And just literally maybe three sentences with each question, who, what, when, where, why, how. And I wrote it out. I didn't write it out for other people. I wrote it out for me. And that's very important. A lot of times we think clarity is for others. It's really for you. Because if you broadcast an unclear uh, signal, it repels people. But if you broadcast a clear signal, you attract people. So the next day, I go downstairs to the conference, and I'm, I'm ready, Annie. I'm like ready. Uh, I say to myself, if somebody comes up to you and asks you a question, you mark it before you manufacture. So sure enough, I get my breakfast, I sit down, and two people come up to me and they say, hey, I've been thinking, yesterday you really sound like you know a lot about books, you've done it. What do you, what do you charge and like, can you help me? Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, absolutely. I have something called an author coaching program. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making all this up, Annie. And I say, um, it's 10 sessions. It's 997. And, you know, here's what we're going to do in each session. And it's going to happen over Skype. And it's gonna, going to help you out with your book proposal. And they said, I'm in. Oh, and, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And Annie, I'll tell you what, your listeners can have the same experience because here's what I know. You, you are amazing. You, you have a podcast and 95% of the world would say to Annie, I can't believe it. How did you do this podcast? And you would probably say, well, it's, it's, it took a little while, but it's easy. Yeah. And that's the problem. Most people don't realize their guru status. They think that everyone else is good at what they're good at because it's easy to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? So the point is this, Annie. The point is that if your listeners can identify and say, what's, what's something that at least three people have asked me how to do? It could be how to bake a cake. It could be how to find a babysitter. It could be how to, uh, how to pick out the right car tires. Like, I'm serious. Anything that comes easy to you, if at least three people have asked you how to do it, that illustrates, number one, there's a need. Mm-hmm. These people need to know. And the fact that there's a need means that there's clients. The fact that they asked you means that they see you as a guru even before you see yourself as a guru. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. And the fact that, that they asked you how to do it, if you can provide what I call, I call this the Jimmy Dean sausage approach. Right? <laughs> now, this is going to have to translate culturally, but let me explain. We have these crazy stores in America where they give you, you know, like a free sample of something. Uh-huh. And and I know that do they do this in Armenia like food or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, sampling in supermarkets, yeah. Yeah. So, let's talk about this Annie. Have you ever walked into a supermarket and got a sample and then and then you liked it so much that you did what? Well, uh, you know, if you like it, you end up purchasing it. Exactly. This is the way that I built my business so that I was able to get enough income to then go pro. What I did, Annie, is I set up free samples. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, what does that mean? It could be a podcast. A podcast is breadcrumbs to get you back to the main dish. And the main dish is, is Annie Alexander's products and services. Her podcast is just the breadcrumbs to get you to the main dish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does this make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I see what you mean. And if people can trace the breadcrumbs back to you and say, I know Annie, I like Annie, I trust her, and I want more, then if you have a very clear product or service that is built around a framework, framework is just simple steps that lead you to an ultimate uh, outcome. And, and Annie, that's what you can do to build your business. That's what I did to build my business is I gave away free, 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 serve, 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 serve. But it always led people back and said, this, this is free. And if you like it, there's more. Mm-hmm. I'm, here to, I'm here to serve you either way. But I can't take you to the next level unless you engage in a deeper way. Okay, I understand. And since writers are quite impatient people, uh, I would like you to tell, you were doing this parallel to your day job still, right? You didn't leave it yet. No, what I did is I began to, to build up my clarity, competence, confidence, influence, impact, and then the income started to come in. And because my job situation kind of pushed me to the point where I had to make a decision. I had I had that plan in the background. I say that you go from prison to plan to payoff. And mm-hmm. most most people they want to go from prison to payoff. Mm-hmm. And they they want to forget the plan, but the plan is is what the book's about. The plan takes you through nine steps that will help you literally craft your own dream dream job or plan. Yeah, that's exactly why I was asking, because many people think that, you know, it's just today is it's very popular. If you're disciplined enough and you're able to write one book, you know, you will make lots of money and you, you just put sign your resignation, go home and start writing that book. But, you know, I want people to realize that it does take time and lots of work. So if you have really unrealistic expectations, then, you know, this resignation and leaving the job will not lead you to to freedom, actually. It will lead you to looking for yet another job a while later. <laughs> I left and I came home and I started writing a book. But uh, I did that because I knew that I had a husband who could support me and I had a backup. And also I was in a situation when I was too stressed and I had too much overtime. And I knew that, you know, until I back up, and get out of that situation I would never be able to write anything so you know if I kept I couldn't do things parallel that's the problem but it's absolutely not what I'm recommending and I just recommend that they follow your plan because it's less emotional and it's uh, it reduces the risks and it also reduces disappointments I think that's very wise what you just said um There are certain people that literally are sick, they're stressed, they're in a toxic environment. And in those situations, it's important to not take the abuse and to get out. I think you said another great point, which is that you had a husband who was able to 
kind of support financially some of the transition. So excellent, very good perspective. Mine was a little bit different, um, a little bit more severe where I had three kids. I'm the main breadwinner, a wife, mortgage. And so I knew for me, <laughs> I got one shot. I better make this thing work. And so, you know, you read the book and in the book I, I show how I needed to, I needed to make it happen. And, uh, I'm thankful to God and my team and uh, it's been tremendous. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, have it any other way. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really, uh, I mean, I found out about you through a person we are, we both know, and quite accidentally uh, a few days ago, just, you know, just before your book launch, actually. And, and it was amazing how, uh, you know, when I looked through and went to the book page, and then went through the other materials and the Facebook group, etc. It, it kind of, you know, it, it brought the whole picture and I really related and I said you know oh this is for me so that's why I would like to go back to the book once again and since it's a very good example of a book launch and it's 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 quite it was quite dynamic and successful I would like you to share a bit about the how you planned and implemented the launch of the book for the listeners sure well the funny thing is is couple quick things. Um, number one, when the day the book launched, we already had 42 five-star reviews. And so that is a huge sign that says I didn't wait until the book came out before I started launching it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, meaning that I started, I started months before the book came out. And I did start with a um, launch team. And instead of viewing this launch team as people that will serve me, I created a launch team that I would serve. And so I had several calls, probably about once or twice a month, where I basically pulled back the curtain and said, okay, in your own book launch, pay attention, because here's why I'm doing this. And then I taught, because you got to remember, this is my sixth book, and I've also helped many others launch their books. I've ghostwritten, I've collaborated And so, you know, I'm 37, but my first traditionally published book came out 10 years ago. So I probably did everything wrong, you know, so I can tell people what not to do. (laughs) And uh, with this book launch, Annie, I said, you know what, I'm going to start this thing um, with a heart to serve. And our launch team, I forget, but it's, I think, something like 185 people now. And technically, Annie, we haven't even started our launch week. Our launch week starts... Sunday, August 17. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And here's why I did that. Because in past launches, I mean, you're right. The book came out on August 5th. But you can't let Amazon or any other publisher or um, uh, distributor tell you how to run your business. Because in the past, what I've done is I've waited for Amazon's date. And I had all this momentum. And then Amazon said, out of stock. And then you're shocked because now yeah. you have all these things planned and set in motion, but you're, you're waiting on Amazon. And they, they basically ruined your launch. Mm-hmm. And so what I did this time is I said, okay, fine. August 1st, the book's coming out. That means that July 1st, my publisher is going to give me advanced reader copies. We call these usually ARCs, mm-hmm. advanced reader copies. And I'm going to get them out to my high-profile clients free of charge 
I'm going to put in there a very kind, edifying letter, and I'm going to be a giver. And I basically created uh, a whole system that anyone listening to your podcast can get in free. Like, I don't know when you're going to release this, but even if you release it in a while, um, if you find out Day Job to Dream Job book launch team on Facebook, um, we have we have literally mapped out everything that we've done and archived it. Mm-hmm. And, and it is a system. It, it, it involves tweets. It involves pictures. It involves podcasts. It involves special days where each day in your book launch you have so we have like um it all starts with p okay we have profile pick day where on your on on a certain day everyone on the launch team puts up as their profile pick uh something related to the book okay mm-hmm. um then we have uh party day where everybody invites people to the launch party which is august 21st and I'll, and here's what I'm doing. I'm doing an online launch party. You go to dayjobtodreamjob.com slash party mm-hmm. and you can see that even in my book launch, see most people do online book launches and they say, it's about me, it's about my book, check it out, you know, buy copies. No, no, no. This launch team, this launch party is all about my dream job mentors. So now I'm having Chris Brogan, who I think you just interviewed, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Chris Brogan, Dan Miller, Chris Gillibal, Robert D. Smith, um, Mark Sanborn. All my dream job mentors are coming on the phone and I'm going to serve them and add value to them and edify them and expose my tribe to them. And they've each donated a very significant prize. And the grand prize is two tickets to Shawshank Redemption Mm -hmm. uh, anniversary. So you can tell everything I'm doing is very unorthodox. It's it's counterintuitive. It's like, okay, you have a party, but you're not the guest of honor. The people are the guest of honor and your mentors. But everything, Annie, that I do is because I've tried out and I've found out what doesn't work. Yeah, I, I think it's it's really great because uh, you know we hear the same advices everywhere, and at some point, maybe in the beginning, those things worked much better because the people who tried it were the first one to to try, and now you know more people are doing the same thing, less effective or less you know attractive it gets. So yeah. you know these kind of things which are non-traditional and uh, people are not used to that i think they're really really great because those are the ones which are just starting and you know uh, it's like you're doing a pioneer job of showing how else things can be done that's right and it is fun and i think you're on the launch team right yeah yeah and so (laughs) this is a blast and i am super excited and uh, you're seeing this firsthand yeah, my only problem is the time difference because usually you're re- doing your calls when we are 4 a.m. over here. So. <laughs> but, but we record them. Go into our um, password protected link and every call has been recorded. So you have it oh, when okay. you're on the team. We're going to turn this whole thing into a system because that's what you should do when you're a dream jobber. You should turn everything you do into a system and then monetize it because that's just smart. 
Um, it makes you want to do better. It makes you do it more uh, bigger. But yeah. then it helps serve people uh, because people are going to ask you, Annie. They're going to say, you know, a month from now, people are going to email me and, and say, hey, I saw you did that launch. I wasn't part of the, I wasn't able to be part of it. How'd you do it? And now what I can say is I can say, awesome. Um, here it is. It's a download and it's a whole system and, you know, it's X amount of dollars or whatever. But you, when you join the launch team, you get it all free. Yeah. A very good approach. And vulnerable thing for our writers is uh, usually the lack of uh, big budgets. So did it cost lots of money to launch, to have this kind of launch? Um, it did not. Basically, uh, it took a lot of work. So mm. not for the author who says, um, you know, I'm just going to write a check and expect everyone to do everything. Um, this is something that I, I've said You know, I'm going to do something toward it every day for probably, you know, three months. Mm -hmm. And, and, but the thing is, Annie, I, I teach that you don't just write a book. You create a business around every single book. Mm -hmm. So if, if, if it was just for a book, I would not say it's worth it. It wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. But, but what I do is I have a dream job boot camp. Yeah. And I have a business tied to the book so that when the book's done, the money continues and the impact and the influence. Well, that's, those are the times when, you know, I'm kind of, I regret that I'm into fiction because with nonfiction, it's so easy to tie it to your business. Yeah. <laughs> For, with fiction, it's a bit tricky. You can't really do so many things like with nonfiction books and um, it has its limitations. Well, let's talk about that. Can we talk about that really quick? Absolutely. I would love to. Because you like podcasts, you say? Yeah. Uh, you know, you like podcasts, you like fiction, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So people, Annie, pe people, even not people, love you and want to work with you. And if you can understand that your time is worth money, right? Mm-hmm. So if people want access to you, like, what does this mean? Um, writers coaching group where you're, you take five writers and they pay you whatever, $500 for five sessions and you walk them through how to develop a fiction book proposal or how to develop your characters. See, you can take your skill and you can monetize it. Um, so I agree with you. But I disagree with you, and in in a kind way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know no, I, I I see what you mean. It's just uh, that the scale is a bit different, maybe. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a bit more limited than with nonfiction. Yeah. Although you know, I I guess if if we dig to it, uh, we also may come up with some new and pioneer ideas as well. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> One day. <laughs> I think so. Uh, you mentioned that you've been traditionally published as well. Yes. And so you can compare the traditional and self-publishing routes. Uh, can you like highlight the main differences and which one you prefer and why? Yeah. So it depends what people want to do with their writing. If people say, you know, I really, really want to get traditionally published because it's essential 
for credibility. I would challenge that because that's kind of the old reason why. And I would say, look at Tim Ferriss in his last book, how he turned down traditional publishers and went with Amazon. I would say, look at Seth Godin. I would say, you know, there are many examples today of people that turn down the quote credibility motivation in order to be published, self-published, or, or some other collaborative form of publishing. So personally, I don't think we need traditional publishers as much as we did in the past. Mm-hmm. They, you know, uh, Some of my mentors would argue otherwise. They would say, look, there still is some filtering that traditional publishers do. I just think it slows the process. You know, now, you, now you're dependent on finding an agent, now the agent has to be sold on your book. They have to really buy into you. They'll probably revise it a bunch, and then they'll shop it around. The moment they shop it around, they have probably two months to publishers before they um, even you know, offer you a contract. Then it takes about 12 months before your book's in print. Hey, I think our mutual friend, Jared Easley, I think um, published his book Friday last week. Mm-hmm. And it's out this Friday. Yes. In other words, in other words, he wrote it probably in one week uh, or so. Yeah, I was surprised and amazed because just a few days ago he sent me a few chapters to just you know to go through and provide feedback, and then I saw the book cover and you know the announcement that it's coming out just in a couple of days. I was like, you know, <laughs> just a few days ago I was reading a few chapters and you were just started writing the book. It was amazing. <laughs> and you know what, Jared is motivated for a certain reason because a big conference that he's part of is coming this weekend and it makes sense for that reason. See, I can't give an answer for everybody because certain people will want the expertise uh, because there is still a stereotype that if you don't do your book right, oh, that's a self-published book. The, the reason why that term is used is because so many self-published books don't put in the checks and balances so that it looks like a good book. That's Mm -hmm, the important mm -hmm. part. I have a program called Author Academy Elite, which is is a mentoring program. It actually gets you a book. It gets you on stage at our live event. I mean, it's a very awesome, you know, intensive author program. Yeah, we'll, but, we'll have to put the link in the show notes for that. Yeah, but that, that's a different, that, that's for the type of person who says, you know what, I really want this to be the center of the plate for my business and I'm going to build other products around it and this is what I'm going to do. You know, Jared, in my opinion, his book is probably awesome. I love the guy. He's unbelievable. I, anything he does is top notch. I don't know if his book is going to be the center of his business um, or is it going to be, you know, one product in his suite. And so that's why I really encourage when I start with people, I coach them through all this thinking because it's better to know now before you get into it mm-hmm. than starting putting things together and kind of saying, oh, I hope this works. You know, if you're going to build a house, get a blueprint and then build it rather than just starting adding rooms here and there. 
So can we conclude in general terms that the main purpose is to find out more about you, to be clear about what you want, and then you will already know which approach is best for you? Yeah. Um, I have coached over 400 people through a process called the deeper path. I've hinted a lot about it today, but mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've given a lot of it away as far as the framework goes. But yes, way too many people think that they're just going to put a sign on the street and say, Hey, I'm a pro come, come to my store. And the problem is they don't know, they don't have the clarity. And so what's, what's going to happen? Uh, I say it like this, Annie, if you go to, and I, oh my gosh, I see this all the time. Okay. I can look at somebody's Facebook page or Twitter or LinkedIn, and I can tell if they are a dream jobber or if they're making it up. And here's what I mean. If you go into a town and you see somebody's sign that says ski instructor, gardener, um, school teacher, and dentist, are you going to go to that person? <laughs> not, you're not going to go to that no. person to fix your teeth. If you go to somebody's store and they, it just says dentist, are you going to go uh, to that person? Absolutely. Why? Because it's clarity. So in my coaching, Annie, I say that you need your, your, your value proposition statement. Can I read mine in conclusion just so people can see an example of one that's a bullet? Okay. Absolutely. So here's what I say. Go ahead. I'm an author, coach, and speaker who helps the disoriented, discouraged, and disengaged discover who they are, why they're here, and where they're going so they can become a soul on fire and share their message with the world. Now, that statement, Annie... It sounds like a lot's there. I have four six-figure businesses that are in each one of those statements. Who they are, who they are your secret mm-hmm. name, why they're here, the deeper path, where they're going, Dream Job Boot Camp, so that they can share their message with the world, Author Academy Elite. Like This is the stuff I teach people that if you are clear about your value proposition statement, and then tie products and services to it, you're going to go pro. It's just a matter of time. Okay, I see. And the very last question, and I'm leaving you alone, <laughs> is we, we spoke a lot about people who are not yet clear uh, and don't have the exact plan of what they want to do. So they want to write, but they are not really clear how, what, and you know what should their next steps be. Let's say there is someone who who's got to the to the stage that he's clear enough what he wants and he imagine his dream job and he he has clarity and he has things in mind already but he's still working in his full-time job what should be the very first steps to start actually yeah. acting so you you read day job to dream job so in the book I give I give nine steps and I would say start with the first step which is design your story. Because what's going to happen, Annie, is that your story is going to be the bedrock for your business. You might say, what in the world? I don't get that. You're telling me a story is going to help people buy from me? Absolutely. Um, Jillian Michaels, that fitness gal, we have a show called The Biggest Loser in America, Jillian Michaels mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has a story. Yeah. She's positioned that and it's turned into a business. Crazy thing, Robin Williams just passed away, you know. I, I use him as an example. 
that he is a story and he positioned it. You look at any successful person, behind them is a story that they've positioned well and they turn it into a business. Why? Because people don't buy you, they buy the belief. And if you just come out there and say, hey, I'm going to sell you something, nobody's going to buy anything from you. But if you say, hey, I was stuck and here's where I was stuck and here's where I am today and here's the steps that I took to get there and it's in a process and I'll teach you how to do it, that is the sign. Whether it's how to braid hair, how to bake a cake, how to write a book, how to build a house, this is how we think. We want, so- we want a solution to a problem because we're stuck and we want to buy it from someone who can get us results. And that's exactly the first step, that they need to understand that their story is a critical piece of the puzzle. Well, that was a really good news because uh, I presume that, you know, writers are supposed to be a good storytellers. So, you know, at least they should know that the first step should be relatively Yes, your, your, <laughs> your clients are primed and ready to go. They just need to realize that the book's not going to solve their life. It's, it's a tool to lead people into a deeper relationship in their business. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for, for the interesting conversation. This time it was a bit different and it wasn't really about writing or self-publishing. But I think it was very important because I do believe that most of my listeners are not yet professional writers who are doing that full time. And this transition and all, everything we spoke about is very crucial for them because that is the period and that is the point which will uh, be able to turn all their life around and get them. Exactly. Well, you're doing great things, Annie, and all your listeners need to go review your podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks awesome. a lot. Thank you. Well, that was it for today. I really hope that this interview was useful and helped you make sure that your transition from your day job to dream job will be smooth, well-planned and successful. Take care. Have a nice day. Meet you in the next episode. <laughs>